often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 586. I am your host, Josh Ulrich. All of a sudden, I got like hair in my throat. Uh, I'm recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick. Mr. or rather Agent Fox Mulder is uh, the three-legged cat is somewhere creeping on me. He was around. I feel like at any moment he's going to jump out and uh, attack me because that's how he rolls. And I don't know why the the music seemed to fade out sooner than normal. (laughs) Threw me off a little bit. Ah. Yeah, uh, I I'm tired today because man, it is. Whew! Last night, I uh, I had uh, gone over to Jackman's. It was his birthday. I went back to the former residence of the Slapbox Bunker, and uh, sort of the second home of the uh, Slapbox show because, of course, the original was uh, the the first several shows recorded in uh, Edwardsville above Fiona's Diner, where uh, Shelley's old apartment was. And Agent Fox Mulder has appeared again. As, uh, he has heard his name much like Candyman. Although, did I say it three? I probably said it three times. <laughs> He has appeared. He has reappeared. Has emerged. And he's now sitting in front of my computer. (laughs) Ow! He's clawing me. There we go. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I went over to Jackman's, and uh, uh, I ate way too much food and stayed up pretty late. (laughs) So, I'm feeling my age today as uh, he's... Uh, you know, several months older than me. Not like, you know, he's not a, a full year older than me or anything, but uh, his birthday comes before mine as far as age is concerned. Um, and, uh, so he turned the 43. His I will be, oh, Mulder, what are you doing? Fox boy. No, you're hitting all the computers. Don't, <laughs> he's hitting the laptop and the, it's okay, bud. It's okay. Please stop. Please stop that. Okay, all right, you're going to lay on, on the laptop and screw it all up. <laughs> Fantastic. At least I played the, the music off it already. Uh, so, yeah, I was over there, and you're really distracting me, Mulder. You're really really making this difficult here. Um, so, uh, yeah, went over there uh, for the old birthday. We played a uh, horse. With uh, Jack, uh, I, pl- I played horse with uh, the uh, basketball game, of course. With uh, Jack Vince's uh, children there, uh, Marcellus, Jules, and uh, Benjamin. And uh, I, th- I lost every time. <laughs> the three rounds we did. Uh uh, you know, I like never play basketball anymore. So um, I once upon a time, I was decent at horse. Decent. I'm not going to say I was amazing at it. I was okay at it. <laughs> um, I could make a couple of shots in basketball. That's, you know, about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was fun, though. The, the, the sun was going down and I don't have the vision of, say, a 12 or 13 year old. Uh, in the dark as uh, I was having a hard time uh, seeing where the basketball was going to uh, go get it (laughs) once it was shot and everything and uh, so that was fun Um, another reason why I don't do a whole lot of night driving is because my vision is just not as great as it once was at nighttime. and 
Yeah, I had a good time over there. A lot of food. A lot of food. Um, I ate way too much fucking food. They were grilling it up over there, and uh, I had, I don't know, two or three brats. Uh, it, I think just one burger. <laughs> one hot dog. Um, buffalo chicken dip with crackers. Uh, several uh, uh, gummy uh, candies that were there. Um, I had, uh, what else did I have? There was more. There was more. There was a biscuit that was like a pizza type biscuit. It had like pepperoni and cheese on it. It was really good. It was a big old fucking biscuit. <laughs> and uh, whew, there was probably more than that. That's that's of what I recall. <laughs> and I had like two angry orchards. So I had a little bit of alcohol with it. And and some Fiji water. Fiji water. Um, man, it was my my poor stomach. <laughs> it was so rough. Uh, it was really rough. Um, and uh, yeah, we played a few, a few board games. There's the Bang Dice game. Uh, it's like an old West type thing, where uh, you roll dice with uh, bullseyes on them, dynamite, beer, and arrows, and. Uh, that's a game that's uh, full of deception, if you will, because the there's there's a sheriff, uh, and then there's the sheriff's deputies, which I guess are considered the good good ones, I guess. Um, and then there's the outlaws and the renegade. Now, for the sheriff and the deputies to win, I mean. Basically, the sheriff, I think, has to live. Or, I guess, all of the... (laughs) I think just the sheriff has to survive in that case. And the sheriff is the only player that people are aware of uh, who's who. Like, you know who the sheriff is, but you don't know who the deputy or the uh, outlaws and or renegade are. And for the outlaws to win, you just need to kill the sheriff and the deputies and take them out. Have only outlaws and renegades left. Then uh, for the renegades, however, they have to kill... I believe everyone has to die for the renegade. But the sheriff has to be the last one, which that's just seems impossible for like just it's hard for the outlaws and uh to win it, but then the renegade it's just man it's it's not gonna happen. It just seems like it's not gonna happen. It's a tough game. I don't know. I like the games where uh you lie like that, and then we played the card game coup, which is another one where you you try to fake people out because it's uh it's a there's another game that's quite uh, similar to it called Love Letter. That's also a fun game to play. But coup, you get two different cards. There's like uh, the captain, the duke, the ambassador, or if you have the duke and the ambassador, you're the duke ambassador, as we established last night. <laughs> as uh, Ben had uh, claimed he was the duke ambassador, and we found out later on he was lying. He was not the Duke Ambassador. Um, <laughs> but yet there's, you know, each character can do certain things. Like the Duke can claim three income at the beginning of a turn to get uh, money or tokens as it is. Uh, at the start of a turn, well, you can only do like one thing uh, when it's your turn. And for a normal income, it's just one. And then uh, the Duke can claim three. But you can, even if you don't have the Duke, which no one knows for certain off the start, whether or not you are that person or not, um, you just know by how many cards there are in the deck. It's not a very uh, big deck. (laughs) You have, uh, when we were playing with like, what, ten people, I think, which is like the max, like eight or ten people. I don't know. There was a lot. But there was five of each card, which made it really hard to decipher if someone was lying or not. Um, 
but you can uh, <clears throat> you can uh, say you're the Duke and just claim three. But somebody calls you out, then you have to show your card. Um, and if you're not the Duke, then you lose one of your cards. And of course, if you lose both of your cards, you're out of the game. So uh, <sighs> it's it's there can be a lot of lighting. You can be honest. And uh, maybe you win, maybe you don't. But uh, there's... It's... It's a fun game. I like games where they uh, incorporate lying. <laughs> Mulder here is still laying on my laptop and biting me now. <laughs> this is fantastic. And... Uh, and yeah, so yeah, we did that, and uh, we played a little Mario Kart at the end, and uh, I won the last Grand Prix of Mario Kart, which I don't play Nintendo Switch, except for when I go over there occasionally. And so I, you know, I'm not uh, into the Mario Kart, so I was pretty stoked that I actually beat him at Mario Kart, um, be- beat the fam at Mario Kart. Jules is hard to uh, take down. He's usually the one winning it at all, but uh, I managed to take him down. Uh, I think maybe maybe because of the fact that uh, I gave him a rough going uh, <laughs> time arm wrestling, which I feel you know I had like an unfair advantage. I almost had like a cheat code because you know I'm a steel worker now. <laughs> I lift literal tons of steel over the course of an eight-hour shift. And uh, I got I got the biggest uh, muscles on my arms in my entire life currently. Uh, you know, there's some uh, downsides that come with that. I have a hard time. Just a lot of pain in my arms now. <laughs> but I got I got big guns. And so I was like, oh hell yeah, let's arm wrestle. And Jules apparently usually beats pretty much everybody that that he arm wrestles. And uh, he couldn't turn me over, and I just kind of held it there held it upright and then I was having a hard time really turning it his his hand over but I just like oh I'll let you have it <laughs> I think I I think I did kind of hurt his arm a little bit <laughs> it was like he was shocked at how strong I was now had he arm wrestled me which I don't maybe he had arm wrestled me in the past but uh you know when I had lived there and such and uh, at a, as him at a younger age, you know, maybe maybe there would have been. He Jules is a is a big fella, so I don't know that he works out or anything, but uh, he was certainly surprised. I knew if I took on Jackman, though, Jackman would probably beat me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it was, I mean, he he was so shocked. It was great uh, with how strong I was. I he I guess had no idea what I I currently do for a living. So uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. I got some big guns. Uh, other than that, though, this week um, I did finish watching the Loki season finale. Actually, I finished watching it right before uh, recording this episode, pretty much. Um, I tried to finish it actually Thursday night, but uh, again, I was really tired. What's uh, funny with like uh, Loki, and I guess I guess they're starting to do this with all their shows on Disney Plus, but they're you know letting uh, releasing it at a certain time of day, and it's like later on, like was it eight or nine o'clock at night? And so uh, if I could watch the shows like when I get off work or, you know, like when I eat dinner. So like, you know, like five or six, whatever time I end up eating dinner, I feel like, you know, I could I can get through it. You know, I'm eating dinner. I can watch it. It's, it seems more convenient, but uh, it's can be a bit shoddy if I wait till like nine or ten o'clock at night to uh, to watch the show <laughs> as uh I get pretty tired by that point. I'm an old man. I work a very physical job, and I've been back to running, so I've been uh, really wearing myself down. And uh, that doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot easier right now. <laughs> still, still a little rough doing the whole uh, running thing. But uh, anyway, uh, 
I was dozing off and almost pretty much immediately is watching the Loki season finale, which kind of added to the a bit of the show because in the spoiler alert, in the beginning of the Loki season finale, Loki is time hopping uh, and keeps going back to the same time over and over and over again. And <laughs> I would like kind of doze off and get back up. I was like, fuck, how long was I out? Like, this is the same thing that was before. <laughs> I felt like I was stuck in a loop, much like, like Loki there. <laughs> uh, it's a good season finale, but uh, still, I would say that, like Loki's my favorite show of the uh, Marvel shows. Um, I am quite curious, though, as to what is going to happen with uh, the whole Jonathan Majors uh, deal. He he being the actor that plays Kang the Conqueror, or uh, shall we say the one who remains, uh, or he who remains. That's that's the. Uh, other name for him, I believe. Uh, which, you know, it's a shame. I like his on-screen presence. I don't know how to put it, but it sounds like, you know, he's possibly not the greatest uh, fellow in real life. Um, as uh, Here's uh, Vox.com has an article on him. Uh, updated at the end of October here. Uh Talks about it. Um, why Jonathan Major's assault arrest is so disturbing and so complicated. This is like I had I knew that the, he was facing trial on like assault charges. I didn't know the details behind it. And uh, you know, quite frankly, I was enjoying the show. Kind of like you know, maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> but uh, he's supposed Kang is supposed to be the big bad in like the next. Avengers uh, film which is supposed to be like the Kang Dynasty or something like that is kind of what I read and uh, not having him or completely replacing him which you know they've replaced other Marvel characters before I mean War Machine um, yeah they had replaced but that wasn't as big of a character I guess as Kang Maybe maybe they can just get Don Cheadle to be king. <laughs> Somehow he's a war machine now. Uh, I don't remember the original actor's name that played uh, War Machine. But, you know, they they went with more of an A-lister star when they got, went with Don Cheadle. So, I mean, I guess if they got rid of Kang, maybe they could find, you know, put Will Smith in there. Uh, his star's kind of on the downside, though. I think he had some kind of thing like a year or so ago. I don't know. There was something. I feel like there might have been somebody else involved at an award show. Maybe a slap. Uh, but, you know, if they got, like, a big star to to replace him. Um, uh, anyway, this article goes on to say on uh, Vox.com here, the Marvel star faces domestic charges and now other allegations spanning years. Um, which, again, I'm not real familiar with all the allegations here. It says, new allegations of abuse and domestic violence continue to surface against Jonathan Majors, the Emmy-nominated Lovecraft Country and Creed Three star was arrested in New York in March of 23 on misdemeanor charges of strangulation, assault, and harassment in a reported domestic dispute with his girlfriend. The strangulation charge was later dropped. Since then, accusations have flown back and forth between majors and the women involved or the and the woman involved in the incident. As previously reported by Rolling Stone, Major stands accused of a decade-long pattern of relationships in which he was allegedly controlling, manipulative, and in some cases, physically abusive. Now, a court filing in Major's case has revealed that prosecutors are seeking info about an additional police report connected to the case. 
according to Variety, Deadline and Rolling Stone, the filing in response to Major's motion to dismiss the case against him runs 115 pages and contains many new details about the night Majors allegedly assaulted his former girlfriend. The New York District Attorney's Office also pushes back against claims made by Majors' defense in the filing, disputing the defense's portrayal of the innocent and uh, accusing Majors' legal team of leaking and miscontextualizing information in the case. They even seem to accuse the defense of falsifying a witness statement they say never existed. It had previously been reported that police found probable cause to arrest Major's ex-girlfriend after Major's filed a cross-complaint of assault against her, but no arrest materialized, and new filing make it clear the district attorney's office never seriously considered charging her. Perhaps more alarmingly, the the filing also makes mention of a previous police report filed in London of 2022, Obtained by prosecutors, few details are currently known about the incident, but the district attorney implies that it could implicate majors in a previous domestic assault of the same woman, which resulted in her receiving medical care. The district attorney has reportedly also obtained her medical reports. This is not sounding great. Not sounding great. Uh, initial charges came as a deep shock to the fans of majors whose uh, public persona during his rapid rise through Hollywood, has purveyed a soft-spoken, sensitive masculinity. Yet they were just the beginning of allegations about Major's behavior. Uh, after his arrest, two directors spoke publicly about one called Major's emotionally violent-slash-professionally-abusive history. In April, Variety reported that multiple alleged abuse victims of majors had come forward in the wake of the incident and were working with the district attorney's office. Uh, Rolling Stone uh, allegations spanned 10 years beginning of 2013 with majors' entry into the Yale Drama School, where he quickly became a notable presence. Multiple anonymous sources paint a picture of Majors as volatile, controlling, intense, physically intimidating, and sometimes aggressive, a characterization that has followed him onto Hollywood sets, with some production staff describing him as physically and verbally intimidating. At the center of the allegations are claims from multiple third parties that Majors was emotionally and physically abusive with one romantic partner to the point of allegedly strangling her. Another woman allegedly described her relationship with him as emotional torture. Both women declined to be interviewed. And this, man, this art just, just keeps going on. I, I don't think I can read this whole, I did not realize this thing was going to be like this long of an article. But yeah, there's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. And uh, unfortunately it does sound like there's a lot of smoke to, or uh, there's, probably uh quite a bit of fire to this smoke and uh yeah that sucks because i like the the character of kang and uh i don't know that uh marvel's probably just gonna kibosh the character and spoiler alert i mean i don't want to get into the end of loki season two but the way it ends it does seem that you know maybe they don't need him go for it is why they kind of ended it like that and uh this is uh this is this is a problem. Um I would I guess that is just too big of a character to just go ahead and fucking recast. But you know, they've done weird shit with uh other things that Disney owns properties with uh I mean, George Lucas kind of set the stage, you know, for uh cutting out actors. Like uh, with the whole uh, Anakin stuff in uh, Star Wars. Like uh, when you go back and watch The Return of the Jedi, um, you don't see the original actor that played Anakin. You see Hayden Christensen in Return of the Jedi now. Just cut and paste, baby. But with the breadth of uh, footage, I guess, of... uh, Kang, I mean, he was in Ant-Man the whole movie. He was the bad guy in Ant-Man. Um, there's that whole movie. And then, you know, he's in Loki uh, a fair amount. So, uh, I mean, they'd have to do, like, a whole movie of <laughs> cutting out. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it, it could be done. 
Marvel, uh, Disney seems to like to throw away a lot of fucking money on all their shows. I mean, why not just reshoot that stuff with another character? <laughs> just, uh, they could deep fake it into somebody else, you know? There's, uh, I wonder if there's talk of just replacing him with any money, anybody. Um, do, 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 do. That's a uh, man. I mean, he is really good. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, I had to write off uh, Kevin Spacey, as it turned out. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the more troubling ones for me. Is you know, there's a lot of them. Uh, a lot of them that turn out to be pieces of shit are usually the ones that like own the studios and stuff. Which that's no shock to me. That like uh, Harvey Weinstein was a complete monster and piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know it sucks when it's an actor where I've liked their stuff. You know, which of course the, I'm gonna <laughs> not like that as much anyway. Yeah. Uh, ooh, here we go. I was wondering, somebody that probably put together a list of 10 people that could hear it. There's a Screen Rant, Recasting Kang, 10 actors who could replace Jonathan Majors in the MCU. Uh, Recent speculation suggests the Marvel Studios may take the multiverse saga as Kang the Conqueror in a direction that doesn't involve Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got into the allegations. Uh, John Boyega. You know, I'm down with that. Of course, uh, he was in uh, The Force Awakens. He played Finn, the uh, stormtrooper that uh, turns to the the good side. Um, and, uh, man, I like that. And it says here, Boyega's first feature film role was in Joe Cornish's British science fiction comedy Attack the Block in 2011, which Boyega portrayed a teenage gang leader, yet he is perhaps better known as FN2187, a.k.a. Finn. And Star Wars sequels beginning in 2015's Force Awakens. Subsequent roles in Detroit, Small Axe, and The Woman King have proven that Boyega has the range to take on a role as demanding as Kang the Conqueror. As uh, this website's fucking with me and moving the page on me. Nevertheless, Boyega mentioned during a 2022 interview with Men's Health that a role in the MCU is not in the vision for him now, as he wants to continue taking more nuanced roles. Well, I mean, that's a solid role. Oh, yeah. You know, I figured he would be in the mix. Number nine here, Will Smith. This is, of course, too. This is just speculation. This is just somebody's speculation, not not anybody with know-how. Um, so, uh, despite Will Smith being the focus of controversies following the 2022 Academy Awards ceremony, uh, his status as one of the most acclaimed actors of his generation and his $9.3 billion total box office gross makes him an incredibly desirable star. Marvel Studios has never shied away from hiring actors with questionable pasts, including Robert Downey Jr. himself. I mean, the fucking man. Iron fucking man. Uh, so an MCU role for Smith could be on the cards. He has demonstrated incredible versatility over his almost four-decade-long career, which would make him a perfect candidate for Kang the Conqueror, particularly since he's already dabbled in superhero roles in Hancock, Suicide Squad, and to an extent, the Men in Black franchises. And man, I'm gonna fuck this name up. Uh, Chuck which he's already in the MCU, I believe, here. Chuck Woody Iwuji. i sorry for probably butchering that name. Uh, Nigerian and British actor Chuck Woody Iwuji may have already assumed a powerful role in the MCU as the High Evolutionary Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, but his impact in the role turned viewers' heads following his MCU debut. Theories arose suggesting the High Evolutionary may be a variant of Kang the Conqueror, which could lead to Iwuji replacing Majors as Kang in the MCU's future. 
His experience in classical theater fits the character of Kang the Conqueror perfectly, and he has already demonstrated his ability to command sinister and nefarious personalities, as well as take on action-heavy roles, such as in John Wick Chapter 2. I'm okay with that, like, using the high evolutionary as, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, you can't get rid of the Kang the Conqueror. I mean, that's... At least put it on the, you know, if they're going to replace him, put him with someone else. Put it on the back burner and use some other villain in, in the forefront here. Uh, number seven here, they got John David Washington from the Black Klansman. That's the only thing I recall seeing him in. Um, uh, follow, he followed in his parents' footsteps with his shift to acting following a professional football career with his first main role being Ricky Jarrett in HBO's Ballers in 2015. Since then, Washington has expanded his repertoire significantly, become one of Hollywood's most coveted stars with roles in Black Klansman, Tenet, and Malcolm and Marie shooting him to stardom. Washington is an incredible popular name in modern-day cinema, uh, so a role in the MCU could be around the corner for the actor and maybe may be able to match the stoicism, strength, and mysticism of Kang the Conqueror. Should majors be replaced, which I'm thinking they're... That they gonna have to. Uh, let's see here, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. Um, after making his professional acting debut in the 2016's The Get Down as Clarence Cadillac Caldwell, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second has taken on many strenuous roles in a variety of projects. Perhaps best known as David Kane, aka Manta, 2018's Aquaman, which I never watched. And its upcoming sequel, and is Morpheus in 2022's The Matrix Resurrections. Was, uh, I didn't watch that one either. I feel like he was Candyman in the Candyman reboot, though. Is he? Uh, do Abdul Mateen already has experience in huge film franchises, and he is set to join the MCU as Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man, in Marvel Studios' Wonder Man series. However, with the recent speculation concerning Kang the Conqueror. Marvel Studios may decide to shift Abdul Mantine into the larger villain role and subsequently recast Simon Williams. Uh, Lakefield Stanfield, or Lakeith Stanfield. Ooh, straight out of Compton. That was a good movie. And Get Out. Uh, Stanfield's first acting role was in Destin Daniel Cretton's short film Short Term 12, 2008, which was transformed into a feature film in 2013. Creighton later went on to direct the MCU's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. Since then, Stanfield has become an actor that viewers associate with high-quality stories, particularly with his Academy Award-nominated roles in Judas and the Black Messiah and starring Spot in FX smash hit series Atlanta. He has a huge amount of experience playing very human roles, which could inject extra reliability uh, relatability and sympathy into King Conqueror. This may be a great way to smooth the recasting transition. This is an interesting one. I think perhaps he's a bit old, but Jeffrey Wright. I do like Jeffrey Wright. Uh, of course, he's from uh, the Westworld TV show, not the original movie. Um, he's in the Batman Casino Royale. See, star of the stage and screen. Jeffrey Wright already has a role in the MCU as the voice of What Ifs Watcher. Though since the this role is voice only, it's possible he could portray a live-action MCU character as well. Wright's memorable voice experience playing the sinister but lovable Bernard in Westworld. Previous roles in action-heavy projects such as the James Bond and Hunger Games franchises make him perfect for the powerful role of Kang the Conqueror. Dude has an amazing voice. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright is a highly acclaimed actor who would fit the villain role to a T, especially if that villain needs to have a likability quality and seem utterly human. Oh, shit. Uh, this is a surprising one. A uh, younger one here. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin. Um, while Caleb McLaughlin has had several roles in a variety of projects, he is known best as Lucas Sinclair in Netflix's Stranger Things. You're goddamn right. Uh, McLaughlin has had a fantastic screen presence since debuting in Stranger Things at only 15 years old, and viewers have watched him grow into an actor capable of taking on the role of a younger Kang the Conqueror since Kang's MCU debut there have been suspicions that his young variant, who becomes the superhero Iron Lad, uh, will be introduced, and McLaughlin could be the perfect candidate to portray this younger version, who could then grow into the primary version of Kang the Conqueror over several years. And another fucking name I'm probably going to destroy. 
Number two, I'm surprised they would put that uh, number three though, the younger variant. Um, but uh, Roger Jean Page, uh, Roger Jean Page made his acting debut in 2001's Gimme Six before making a series of guest appearances in projects including Waterloo Road, Fresh Meat, Roots, and Mortal Engines. 2019, his main role in Netflix's Bridgerton saw him rise to fame in subsequent roles in The Gray Man and Dungeons and Dragons. Honor Among Thieves have uh, proven that he has the versatility and presence to take on a role as huge as King the Conqueror. Marvel Studios has regularly taken on rising stars and skyrocketed them to immense fame. So Paige may seem to see this treatment should he be brought on board as a new version of Kang the Conqueror. Now, I haven't watched anything that he's really in, any of those movies they listed. So I, yeah. uh, he looks kind of like Trevor Noah in this picture they have. <laughs> and here's an interesting take. The uh, number one being the, which uh, I feel like the, the, the last episode of Loki may, may or may not. It really help this this uh what they're going to theorize here, but number one's a female here. And I'm gonna fucking kill her name, unfortunately. Uh Gugu G U G U uh <laughs> Mabatha Raw. I fucking I I know I'm butchering that. Fuck. Uh British actor uh, Mabatha Raw has achieved a huge level of claim over her two-decade-long career, which has seen her take on a v- wide variety of roles across many genres. This range makes her perfect to assume the role of Kang the Conqueror, and this would add weight to theories explaining details revealed in Phase 5's uh, Loki Season 2. Mabatha Raw debuted as TVA judge Ravona Renslayer in Loki Season 1. And her connection to He Who Remains was established further in Season 2. Many have theorized that she may be revealed as a Kang the Conqueror variant, which, if true, may see Mabotharal assume the role in Avengers the Kang Dynasty should majors be removed, which seems most likely. I could see her being a Kang variant. I do like her, even though I can't say her fucking name. Um... <coughs> The Renslayer. Renslayer! Uh, I don't really have any names I would really add to the list. You know, honestly, I'm, you know, I used to know, like, all the fucking actors' names and be, like, a version of IMDb, a human version of IMDb, like, say, when I was 20 years old. Um, now at 42, no, no, I don't know all the new actors' names and shit. Um, <laughs> I have IMDb. What the fuck do I need? I, I can access that on my phone. Um, but, uh, yeah, of those that I, I read off, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have a, a particular favorite, what I think would work the best. I mean, number one, the Renslayer, I mean, that sounds maybe having a variance variance of, uh, Kang does seem like, like with, uh, Renslayer and the high evolutionary. These do seem like plausible ways and a lot easier than just completely recasting. Oh, this was the person. Um, I I think I'd pick Renslayer over the High Evolutionary. I mean, I like the actor that played the High Evolutionary and I liked him as the High Evolutionary. But I'm, I feel like Renslayer, it seems to make more sense that that would be a variant on uh, King. And uh, I would like to see that. I would like to see that. And uh, other than that, I mean, Will Smith, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, after you know the whole slap thing, and I just don't. I think it, uh, you know. I mean, they're right with the. Uh, the whole uh, deal with, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and stuff. I mean, that worked out great. But I just don't see that being a, a good thing. For I mean, I just don't. 
Not with Kang, man. I I like the uh, variant situation. Let's do the variants. And that that seems like the best way to go for me is rocking the variants. Uh, although, if you're going to recast, I mean, there are some solid actors. There is the uh, another name that I probably mispronounced, but the uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, um, which I did just look up. Yeah, he, he I thought was the case. He did uh, play Candyman in the reboot of Candyman. <laughs> and... Uh, he was he was good as Candyman. Or actually, well, I mean, he was he wasn't he became Candyman in the end. Spoiler if you haven't seen it. He was the artist in there, but he he became Candyman in the end. Candyman. Um, but he's got I mean he's got some darkness to him, like in that that uh, that role. I felt it as Candyman. The, in the end, when he became Candyman, and and even before he's Candyman, he was just the artist, and he's got the man that shit with the uh, the fleshy wound that's like happening to him throughout the movie and stuff. Like the reboot was pretty decent. The Candyman reboot was pretty decent. I enjoyed it. As I've watched, uh, leading up to Halloween, I had watched quite a few horror movies this past year, <laughs> getting ready, and. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of good on horror movies at the moment. Um, I can probably wait until next season, you know, next Halloween ish, to really go down the that rabbit hole again. Although, you know, I do need to watch Thanksgiving, the uh, Eli Roth film that's coming up. Um, that was originally a trailer in the Grindhouse double feature between the Robert Rodriguez film Planet Terror. And the Quentin Tarantino film uh, Death Proof, which I saw in the theater as a double feature, and I was so ecstatic, so ecstatic watching that. And uh, the trailers were some of the best shit. <laughs> I wonder if they're ever going to make a werewolf, not uh, werewolves of the SS. That was another one of the because they made Machete which was the first film, if I remember correctly, that became uh, an actual film from the trailers. And then uh, Hobo with the Shotgun was another one. As I can't type werewolves. Uh... <clears throat> see, Werewolf Women of the... Uh, or werewolf Women of the SS? We, that's what it was. Werewolf Women of the SS. As, uh... <clears throat> do, 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 do. No. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Werewolf Women of the... Yeah, anyway, yeah, that was the Rob Zombie little, uh add in do, do, do. I want to know though are they going is that going to be made into a movie <laughs> that would be great as uh yeah they've got Thanksgiving it's coming out I guess next weekend and uh the trailer for that was fantastic they gotta have the the scene where the girl's on the trampoline and then a fucking knife comes up from the trampoline and as she does the splits, just goes right into her. Uh, that'd be pretty great. This is a uh, movieweb.com. A little bit they're talking about it. Da, 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 da. I'm. I just want to know about uh, why is this is strictly talking about uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and the uh, I love like they stab the turkey <laughs> in the trailers like white meat, dark meat, will be carved. One of the greatest <laughs> lines in in any trailer, whether it be real or or fake. Um, it, it is great that they made these trailers and then eventually have turned them into uh, <laughs> actual films. As uh, they're out there deals, and uh, yeah, I'm not seeing. 
anything promising that uh, there will be no leftovers. <laughs> uh, oh, this is somebody bloody disgusting in 20s. Ten years later, I'm still craving Rob Zombie's werewolf women of the SS. Um, I'm not seeing anything about... Uh, See, that's there's nothing, no news on that becoming a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing any any new news on that. That's a shame. Uh, here we go. No, nothing. You bastards. I thought maybe this search would do the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> as uh, pa pa pa. Yeah, it's basically the only thing I can find is people just like, man, I want this full movie. <laughs> it would be fantastic. It would be fantastic to have the werewolf women of the SS. I mean, <clears throat> you know, they probably uh, yeah, Rob Zombie probably doesn't want to get involved in a movie with Nazis in, in any way, shape, or form. Even if it's like that, I could be wrong. Um, uh, werewolf women of the SS, though, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just looks like so trashy. And, uh, that, uh, the look of it, man. I mean, it looks very much like, uh, something you would have seen in, like, the 70s or 80s of just, like, just a <laughs> B rated film. I mean, just, just fantastic. The, the in this image is that I think that's actually Rob Zombie as a werewolf Nazi, as <laughs> uh holding a rifle, and uh, maybe that's not Rob Zombie, but I mean it's hard to tell. It's <laughs> it looks so good, so good, like uh Neil <laughs> Neil Diamond saying in Sweet Caroline, so good, so good. Ah. <laughs> uh. It needs to be there. It needs to be on the big screen. As, uh, and we never did get the machete, machete kills again. So I was saddened. It was supposed to be the one in space. I don't know what's going on with that. But that's another one that uh, I've been waiting for. But uh, Werewolf with the SS. <sighs> Not there yet. Not there yet. Hmm. As Agent Mulder's still just camped out on my uh, my laptop here. He's just loving life. Just sleeping on my laptop. He likes warm um, electronics to lay on. Fucker. You little bastard. Is Scully in there? Are you getting a connection with Scully? Can you find her? Did she get abducted by aliens? Uh, that's what I keep telling him to uh, let him know that why why he doesn't have any other cat companions is that uh, you know, Scully's out there and the truth is out there, but unfortunately she was abducted by aliens. And I don't know if we'll ever get her back. I don't know if we'll ever get her back, buddy. We'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. We'll we'll try to find those aliens for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that he really cares. He seems quite content laying on this keyboard on the keyboard of the uh, laptop there. As the more I talk about him, the more he's just wagging his tail and hitting the keyboard to my other PC here. That's fantastic. Very fantastic. Uh, as uh, the uh, new Call of Duty did drop as of yesterday, the uh, day before I'm recording this, and I've heard some bad reviews. I only I did play the beta... And uh, I didn't really have much really to say about the beta. It was just some multiplayer stages. And all the multiplayer stages were recycled stages from previous Call of Duties. Um, and they changed some stuff, but, like, uh, there wasn't much for me to really review them there. Um, I thought there was the, uh, like, they had a pretty cool lethal that was a drone that would uh <coughs> once you threw it it would just fly <laughs> and kill whoever was closest to it. Um that thing was kinda cool. 
other than that, I mean, nothing much to say. Um, I know people are ripping a new asshole in the reviews on the campaign, which has been out for like a little over a week now. And they say it's just complete trash. Uh, but I haven't really... I Here it's like hit and miss with the zombies. That's the most thing that I'm interested with. Um, another funny thing about people reviewing... Uh, the uh, reviewing Modern Warfare 3 is they're leaving all these bad reviews on Modern Warfare 3, but... Uh, they're leaving it on the wrong Modern Warfare 3 <laughs> deal. The old, the original one. They're leaving the reviews on that. It's kind of it, it, geniusly, they, I guess, that, that they renamed it the same thing as an old game. Uh, do, do, do. IGN here. There is the reviews in process is what they're calling it. They're saying Modern Warfare 3 Zombies Review in progress. Uh says combining zombies with Warzone's DMZ mode does neither any favors. Well, that's not a positive review. <laughs> uh I am c- curious to try it. It's apparently not the usual zombies mode. They they did a lot different. It's basically DMZ with zombies, I guess. As uh yeah, I don't need to watch this video. I'm just not I just like curious. I mean, I want to play it without having to, you know, pay like $70. That's the real issue here. Um <clears throat> I'm not seeing a whole lot here on uh just give me some uh Oh, there's here's one. Di- Digital Trends Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 review. Little to play and nothing to say. <laughs> uh, it's saying here they're giving it two and a half stars. Not great. Pros, gunplay is still top notch. Stellar visuals. Cutthroat uh, is a highlight. Cons, short, unrewarding campaign. Terrible uh, UI. Inconsistent time to kill. Audio woes. As, uh, I was kind of... Yeah, I mean, stuff coming out about it has not been great. But again, like the zombies, they're trying, they're going, try to making that a little bit more unique, which could be bad, could be good, could be bad, could be somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle. Who knows? I guess some people know because they've already a lot of them playing it. I was, I think, by, I mean, I'm going to end up buying it at some point. Um, I'm thinking maybe there will be, of course, a, hopefully a Black Friday sale on it. Cause I do not want to play, pay seventy dollars for it. Let's see here, is there already Black Friday deal listed for it? That would be, um, that is not a deal. <laughs> uh, da 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 da. Watch deals. That's yeah. I'm not getting any concrete answers here. Well, a lot of these are the game being sold with systems, and uh, I don't need that. Need nor want that. I don't want any deals that include that. Um. <clears throat> do do do. Yeah, I'm not really seeing. Other than, like, it's selling with a system. And I'm not buying a new fucking system. As, man, my browser's not... Dude, man, my computer is being screwy. That's another thing I... uh, What's concerning me about getting the new Call of Duty is that I think the download for it is 240 gig. Which means I got to... Either A, delete a bunch of shit off my computer to free up that kind of room. Or B, um, get a new hard drive, put it in my computer. And again, there's C. I mean, if I'm going to go out of my way to get a new hard drive, I might as well fucking upgrade my computer at that rate. 
but I don't have the money for that, even if there was like a decent Black Friday sale or something. I mean, I'd love to get a really top-notch computer. But, uh, not really high on my priorities list. I don't think I'll be doing that, or probably even get a new, another hard drive. I'll probably just have to renegotiate the memory <laughs> that I have going on. Though, I mean, I feel like, you know, this computer's, fuck, I don't know, like four years old or so now. I'm not sure how long I've had it. But the technology in it is getting behind the times. And uh, it does, I mean, I would have to probably upgrade maybe a graphics card and, and RAM and the whole nine if I really wanted to play the new Call of Duty and like just newer games on it to the best that it will play. And uh, again, if I'm going to upgrade all that shit, why not just get like an Alienware or something? Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Josh here hasn't uh, won the lottery yet, though, so. <laughs> uh, maybe that happens tonight. Maybe that happens tonight. I'll just put that as another one of the, the things that's uh, on the uh, agenda for things to do once cashing in that check. It's just like, yeah, let's go and get a new PC. I'll I'll slightly upgrade if I if I win, you know, the jackpot or uh, you know, perhaps a little bit less than the jackpot. <laughs> but then again, you know, maybe not. Maybe I'll just keep this one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I still haven't furnished the downstairs in the penthouse here, which I'm thinking I need to really make as a priority going into next year. Um, I'm not gonna do it before the year end. Unless there's some crazy Black Friday deals that I just can't pass up. But I'm thinking I'm going to have to push that off to next year. Hopefully by, like, next summer, I, I really do some furnishing of, like, the downstairs and just the overall. I mean, the downstairs really needs something going on. There is nothing down there other than, like, boxes for the cat to play in and uh, a cat tree and a, t- a, a nice-sized TV on the wall. There, well, there are two chairs at the uh, bar area there, the uh, kitchen slash dining room area. There are two, like, chairs because there's kind of a little, like, bar thing. Um, Island. I don't know what you want to call that. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, there's, like, nothing. There's fucking... I feel weird having anybody coming over because they come in and like, you've lived there for how many years? <laughs> All you have down here is shit for the cat. You have this whole downstairs area and there's just shit for the cat. Like literally, I mean, there's boxes. The cat tree, the cat trees, the cat tree's nice. But there's, you know, boxes. As uh, Yeah, it's a little weird. To have people come over. My place is not inviting to have company. It's not something like, yeah, come on over. Let's hang out and watch the cat play with a box. If they can get past the downstairs, though. The upstairs is more furnished. <laughs> Other than the one room where it's just like a storage area. <laughs> I've converted the one bedroom to just a storage area. But I do, you know, I have a couch... In my main room, my area I use as a bedroom, the couch that, you know, reclines. And then uh, I've got the uh, PC set up here, and that's pretty nice. I got a nice desk and chair sitting here. And then, of course, I got my guitar room where there's a table and several chairs. And uh, there's some shit on the walls. There's stuff adorning the walls in there, as there is a little bit in here, too, in the main room. But, uh, yeah, when you first walk into the place, you probably think some weird shit when you come in and there's <laughs> nothing but some boxes and a TV on the wall. Oh, I do have my cooler down there, too. The cat has definitely uh, enjoyed laying on that uh, Yeti cooler, which uh, another pricey thing. I mean, that's, but I didn't pay for it. <laughs> it was, you know, of course, one at work. And uh, I have yet to actually go use the Yeti cooler, man, as uh I didn't really even think about it now. Just like, man, it'd be cool to take that out one night. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Let's go camping? I'm not really a camper, but I'm sure there's plenty of running events that I could use uh, doing an aid station or something. Use it for that. 
or just hang out somewhere, not sleep there there in a tent, but you know, go out somewhere for like a day thing and just be like, We got we got the drinks, here's the cooler. Uh, that makes it sound like I'm somebody that goes out and does things. That's that's not the case. <laughs> that's never really been the case. I mean, I'd go out and like see a movie or something. I like go out and go outside other than maybe run a little bit. Uh, I do intend to go to some blues games coming up though. I uh once Thanksgiving hits, I'm gonna talk with Shelly there is uh about the plans I'm gonna do on doing all that stuff. Um 'cause I'd like to at least get to like two hopefully like two games this season. Uh, gonna the the Blues are playing in St. Louis for St. Pat's, and uh, so right now we are planning to go going to that game. It's a Sunday night game, and uh, hopefully take off work the next day and go go enjoy the Blues on St. Pat's. And I think they're playing the Ducks that night, if I'm not mistaken. And I'd like to at least get in one other game besides that. Shelly was talking about renting one of the suites, and that's that's pretty pricey. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and if you get enough people together and then, you know, kind of split the cost between everybody, I mean, it's not bad, but it's like 1800 or two grand. I don't know. It's a, a lot from what I understand, but he, he goes to many games. He might be able to get some kind of deal. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure how all that works. As uh, I just know watching hockey games is fun. Just enjoy a good hockey game. Just people beating the shit out of each other on ice. Uh, as uh, I did uh, in my message group here, my friend Mickey that was uh, hiking the full Appalachian Trail had just finished. He's got a trail name, Rabbit Foot. <laughs> that he got out on the trail. And uh, last picture I saw of him, he had a pretty gnarly beard. I would imagine his beard currently has got to be pretty pretty insane. He's been out there for a few months. He just retired uh, before hiking the Appalachian Trail. That was his big thing he was going to do for retirement was go hike the Appalachian Trail, and he just completed that. From uh, the post, few posts that or messages like he sent to the group and stuff, it seems like he's had a pretty awesome time, and uh, I'm quite interested for him to come back and hear hear the stories. And uh, apparently, there was a run in with a bear. I think at one point, um, I mean, he wasn't hurt or anything that I'm aware of. But I'd like to hear some stories about <laughs> the sightings of the animals, and you know, I, he's met at least a few people out there. I would imagine you, you've, he's seen some stuff out on the Appalachian Trail. So that'll be it'll be quite interesting to uh, to hear about that. I that is not a goal on my list. I don't. Yeah, you know, I think he may have gotten a hotel room uh, every so often, but I believe for the most part he had like a tent and uh, just you know living out on the trail. <laughs> it was uh. Man, that's more cojones than I have. And I'm just like, I like I like the comfort of my home, man. I, I don't even like the shit anywhere else other than my house. I like the home bowl advantage, you know. I don't like to go outside, period, for the most part these days. <laughs> Though I would lo- love to go back to Ireland. I would love to go back and journey into the world of places I have not been. Uh, then again, I would not like to just live out of a backpack and stuff. That's just I I like pushing myself physically and, and sometimes mentally. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid to do that too far though. I'm already a bit of a a nut job. I don't want to go full nut job. <laughs> I feel like if I went on the Appalachian Trail for a long period of time, I would be completely disconnected from reality after about two days. And my grasp to reality is very, very, very thin grasp. It is, it's like I'm hanging on the ledge <laughs> of a giant cliff with just like my pinky holding on. <laughs> 
it's like you know it's barely there i i'm <laughs> surprised i know what what is real <laughs> maybe i have a maybe i have also a ring figure um but it's on my left hand you know it's just very loosely on there <laughs> uh that being said, I think that I think that's about all I've got. As uh, yeah, I don't plan on hiking the Appalachian Trail, though. You know, maybe if I actually live long enough to hit a retirement age, maybe at that point I'll feel differently. Who knows? Um, I mean, I've done stuff in my life that uh, the younger Josh would not have thought he would have done. <laughs> like had. Uh, th- you know, I told myself at the age of like 20 that are like, hey, you're going to run a marathon in uh, <laughs> Ireland <laughs> and uh, your stomach's going to the whole second half. And at that point, I wouldn't have known how long a marathon was. So I would have had to explain that <laughs> and then be like, your stomach's going to be complete shit. Or had I just told them, you know, like, you know what? You're going to travel to Russia again, 20 year old me. I think would have a hard time understanding and like you're going to be dealing with food poisoning the whole time <laughs> on the first time, but you'll go back again. It'll be all right. Uh, as, uh, yeah, I think, I think young Josh would have a hard time. Like, uh, you're full of shit. You're full of shit, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all. That's all I've really got. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. Thank <laughs> you.